Slow talkers Dan and Chen, portion size, and our panel of experts. It's Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Hey, 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 hey. This is podcast number 28. We're closing in on 30. You know, after this week, we'll be there. But at any rate, coming up on this podcast, we've got uh, Bill Corcoran from the CBMC. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, dee, 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 dee. Oh, uh, Bridges of Hope, Jana will be joining us. Uh, and we'll talk about GFA World and their literacy campaign. And this next story, which uh, I know is one of your favorites, Amy, it's uh, Violins for Everybody. Mm, yep. And this Good is a, story. It's a story from uh, from uh, uh, Canada, I guess, because Montreal. Yeah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Brown has uh, she. I've got a picture of her here. I wish I could show you, but uh, at any rate, she's playing a very snazzy-looking violin. Now, I've seen violins. I've seen white violins before. I have, and they yes. tend to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes, this one not so much. She, okay, so she. Draws the bow across, and it's a dark, mellow sound all across the room. Uh, she's been playing the violin since five, but this violin is different. It's a 3D printed violin in polymer plastic. Costs less than $37. How about that? Wow. Now, you know violins because you're a violin teacher. You're a violin player. You are a violin uh, expert, let's say. Ah! <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go that far, but oh. I have been playing violin since I, before I played the piano. Oh, okay. So, so I, I started violin time. lessons first, so I think I was eight. So do you change sizes of violins as yes. you're growing with them? Mm-hmm. I think the first one that I had was a three-quarter size. Okay. And that was the one that my, like, is a couple hundred years old. Oh. Came from somebody. I remember the, it, the, the end, that whole, see, I should know the... Being a violin expert, yeah, yeah, I should the know thing what the that parts holds the strings. Of the violin, yeah, I, I can't remember what that's called down at the bottom where it goes under your neck. Um, yeah, so it's a neck pad, and then it morphs into the string holder. Yeah, it's well, I, those I, are usually two separate things. Oh, but okay. The the string holder part goes around to like a little button on the end, the bottom end of the violin, like where you'd put a guitar strap on it, if it was like a guitar. That. Yes. And it loop, there's a little piece that loops around there. Well, those little loops used to make, be made with cat gut. Oh. And it was original. Yeah. Like, and the guy's like, well, I'm going to have to use synthetic. Oh, that's okay. That's Go okay. ahead. Yeah. No. Otherwise, it, otherwise, if you could bring me four dead cats. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's well, what they said anyways. I remember that, this from when I was little. And yeah. it was... And so I, if, if it was literal, I'm not sure, but that's what they said. Yeah. And then they put something else on it because they had to repair a couple things for me to be able to use it. Well, didn't they used to make so. the strings out of cat gut too, or was it the bow part of it? There's... The bow is horse hair. Okay, that, so it's not that. Right. Uh, I don't right. know. But anyways, it, it I played on a very old violin to start with yeah. and then went up to a, a full size. Okay. Well, uh, you know, there are a lot of kids that might take to the violin, mm-hmm. but there's quite a bit of cost involved in that initial Right. Investment there. Especially when you switch sizes and yeah. finding a used one. And- or you're just learning at band at public school and what do you do? Do you, you rent an instrument or you try to find one on and Craigslist? Or- I just found out that is $35 a month Oh, to rent to oh. own your instrument. So $35 well, a month. 
So this thing, you could, well, that's a one-month rent. Yes. This is a project that uh, Mary Elizabeth Brown has, a project to improve access to music education for kids of all economic background. And apparently she's had a, a hand in developing this this uh, 3D printed violin. She's the director of the AVIVA, a Viva Young Artist Program in Montreal. Mm-hmm. She says, it's my hope that future music students will find these instruments engaging to make, easy to play, and an inspiring start to their musical journeys. So here's what they should do. Get the shop class. That's right. That's doing 3D printing involved. Uh And they could make all the violins for everybody. Right. And then the art class to paint them. They could paint them. They could, uh, when you start with a white base there, you could put like... uh, I'm I'm seeing um, hot pink Peter Max or or you know like the the old uh, the 60s when the oh. yellow submarine uh, mm-hmm. kind of stuff or you could have know, designs like crazy on them right it could be fun okay you could have a Jackson Pollock violin yeah that'd be neat wouldn't that be cool well so if you want to find out more about this Mary Elizabeth Brown is the person to search for in the Young Artist Program. In Montreal, and there's probably details there. I don't have any any web link at all, but I just we just applaud her for that's a great goal. I, I think it's great. What a inexpensive way for kids to try out an instrument because right. you know how painful it is just to listen to it. It's <laughs> even more having to listen to it and pay for it. Well, and parents are thinking, all right, I could sell this and uh, make yeah. something on it. <laughs> right. Well, that's fine, well, whatever. So, you want to keep this? That, nope, but okay. it'd be a cheap way to, I mean, it, when your kid's done with that size, easy to pass on to somebody else because you don't have a lot of money into it. You just right. give it away. Or if you got a bunch of kids, hold on to it and they have the grow into violin box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a family, I think it might have been the Duggars. There was a family that they all played violin. A reality TV show yeah. kind of family. So they know? have like 18 kids or whatever. Yeah. And the little ones... The, the older ones had real violins, but the, even the littlest little ones had like a cardboard type one that yeah. had strings on it and everything oh, what, that they'd start to learn how to, okay. how to use the bow. And well, that this would be better than that. I would think so. Yeah. Now, although I'd kind of like to see that cardboard <laughs> violin too. This is Kwame and Company podcast number 28. 91.5 and 102.7, the word Bill Corcoran with us again from CBMC Northland, Ministry to Christian Businessmen. And uh, uh, you explained uh, the first time we got together, the last couple of days here, what CBMC is, is all about. Do uh, when, you, when you do that, when you make an explanation to folks that maybe aren't real, real familiar with your ministry, what kind of reaction do you get, Bill? Uh, you know, most of the time there it's, it, it's well received. Um, you know, the question that comes up often is, Hey, do you guys, do you guys do anything for women in business? Um, uh, but, uh, and which the answer is yes and no, right. We, we certainly invite and encourage, um, all women in business to come to the leaders prayer breakfast and any of our business luncheons, things like that. Um, and we'd love to see more activity in, in the, you know, with the, with the women in business as well. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, the business world, um, is a tough place to, to be a Christian these days. Um, and it's not getting easier. So the reaction that I get is, wow, that would be really great. I really do need to, to surround myself with, with, uh, with some more Christian businessmen that, you know, think like I do, I could, I could really use some advice, uh, from, from guys like that. And, um, uh, 
And so, yes, I'd, I'd love to get involved. You, you've, you've got so many opportunities for involvement here. I mean, focused on the, the leaders prayer breakfast and the, the um, uh, business luncheon, the evening session, the uh, marketplace ambassadors workshop. Uh, but this is just part of, I mean, you aren't just limited to this uh, this week in November. You guys uh, have a year-round ministry with CBMC. Yep. Yeah, really, the events that we have, they're great, and, and we love doing them, but they're they are really a means to an end. It's a good way to, to, to have guys kind of um, – just understand the mission and then, and then, you know, learn how to get involved um, if they, if they so choose, uh, you know, but, but really the ends of the ministry is trying to get guys, you know, more deep, deeply diving into their own faith, growing in their own faith and, and joining in the mission of, of the great commission, right. Um, you know, actually playing their role in their own ministry to their sphere of influence uh, becoming spiritual reproducers, and that's learning how to disciple guys. Um, that's that's uh, um, that's learning how to how to grow in their own faith a little bit deeper, but how to help others do the same same thing. So um, that's really what we're all about. We we do meet weekly and monthly, and in teams all across the state. We have you know a number of teams here in St. Cloud and up in Brainerd and all over the place. So uh, lots of opportunities for guys to get involved. And um, and wives, if you're listening. Um, Sometimes guys get involved because their wives are really encouraging their husbands to get involved. And that's, that's okay too. So that's sometimes how we say, you know, women can get involved the most is encourage your husband to, to, uh, to, to get a good, good circle of, of buddies around them that are like-minded Christian guys that uh, can all help each other sharpen, sharpen their iron and, and, and grow a little bit closer to Jesus while they do it. So what's the best contact point uh, for uh, let's say, let's talk to that wife that's listening on behalf of her husband. And she's, she's going to say, Hey, honey, you should try this out. Uh, where do, where should she send them? Well, um, you know, I get a lot of emails, um, you know, on my email address is not only on the website, but I'll give it here today. It's B Corcoran, C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N at cbmc.com. Um, they can, they can, Find us at the business luncheons, certainly at the leaders' prayer breakfast. Um, our website for Northland CBMC is just that, northlandcbmc.com. Um, and then, of course, they can find us just by going to cbmc.com. Um, so lots of ways to, to find us. Um, most of the time, uh, it's individual uh, direct introductions that yeah. I meet guys. You know, it's somebody's, somebody has just referred them, to, you know, to, to – to, uh, to me or somebody inside of CBMC and we just sit down and have coffee and kind of talk about life and, and, and how to, how to better each other. So. Yeah. Well, and right now, I mean, uh, coming up to the central Minnesota leaders prayer breakfast, uh, boy, that's a built-in recruiting t- tool for, for people that haven't been involved in the past. And, and Peter Heck, your speaker, uh, Mr. Enthusiasm there, that, that's uh, that's a natural. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It is. Um, we, tr- we certainly t- do our best to, to uh, you know, not make all these events a CBMC commercial. Uh, we we share, share the opportunity, share a little bit about it, um, and, uh, and, and hope that the event itself and, and the Holy Spirit goes to work and, and draws men into, um, you know, the Great Commission. And CBMC is just there to serve, to serve those men and, and certainly to serve all of the churches and, and the, the community of believers out there that, uh, that, that want to, to pursue their faith and join in uh, with each other uh, on the Great Commission. 
Well, that week in St. Cloud, you've, you've got a, a, a lot of ways to get connected, whether it be the uh, the Wednesday night session that really gets the Marketplace Ambassadors workshop going, and then the breakfast, and then you continue with the workshops. And there's also an evening session. Is that pretty much uh, uh, all Peter Heck, the evening session? Evening sessions, all Peter, yep. And uh, and he's going to change. He's got two different topics he's going to cover, one in, one in the morning, and then he'll uh, he'll switch a little bit, and the evening session will will not be identical to the to the to the morning breakfast. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, and he's excited. He wasn't sure exactly what he was gonna what he was gonna talk about. Uh, I couldn't choose between the two, so we said, well, let's just do let's just do that evening session. You can cover both. Yeah, so it should be well, great. Fantastic. Uh, so the leaders' prayer breakfast Thursday, November sixteenth. Uh, the buffet starts at six thirty, and uh, you can meet a lot of people there. And then. Uh, on the other, you know, 12 hours later, at, at six o'clock, you've got, uh, Peter Heck with the evening session. They're both at the river's edge convention center. You guys are kind of taking over the, uh, river's edge there for, for Wednesday and Thursday, the 15th and 16th. We'll, we'll certainly be all over that place. Yeah. Yes. And, and we're really praying hard to, that, that we would fill the river's edge convention center. It's been a few years since, uh, since before COVID that it's been there at the convention center and we're, we're happy to be back, um, it's a bigger space. We don't really have limitations on space. Um, so yeah, we really want to fill that place. And, and we're praying that, that we would, we would have people invite all their neighbors, not just their Christian neighbors, but, but uh, those who really need to hear the gospel and, and uh, Peter will deliver. He's going to be great. Yeah. He's just such, such a great speaker. I don't know. I, I think you, you listened to him in, uh, in, when he was up in Brainerd, yep. just, just a super guy and, and very genuine and, and very uh, engaging. So um, they will not be disappointed. Well, it's great. And, and we hope to have Peter on the air in, in a little bit as well. And, and, uh, and let's talk again. I mean, if you have time before November 16th, we want to, uh, let's do an update and see how things are going. Yeah. We'd love to. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, again, uh, if you're, if you're just being introduced with, uh, to CBMC and you'd like to get a hold of bill, and uh, now, is there a link on the leadersprayerbreakfast.com uh, site, or uh, how would you suggest people get directly in touch with you? Yeah, there's a link. If you go down to the to the very bottom of that page, my email, you know, it says contact, and so you can just click contact, and okay. it'll, it'll pull up an email. Um, so that's probably the easiest way uh, to just keep going there, and they can sign up for email updates there. They can register. Um, lots of information on there as far as the different offerings we have for, for this event, and um, so... Um, yeah, that's probably the best way to, place to find me. Excellent. Uh, don't be a stranger, Bill. Let us know what's going on. Hey, thanks, Phil. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Kwame and Company, focusing on closet vision, comfort food, pirates on the prairie, and Pat's gut. It lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. It energizes me and just helps me get through the day. Thanks. Podcast number 28, well in progress here. I'm Phil. Amy's right there. Hi, Amy. Hi. <laughs> so I, I don't know what to call this uh, this feature except uh, four stories and a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's getting down there pretty basic, isn't That's it? kind of like four weddings and a funeral. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Uh -huh. So it has a certain residence. All uh -huh. right. Four stories and the joke. Four, uh, the story number one, this comes from Little Bird at a ride... A right singer. I don't know. You wonder, do people now, did their names change when the uh, tw Twitter is now X? 
I don't think the name changed. Probably the little the symbol before little prefix it thing changes. But mm -hmm. well, we could say X at a right singer. Well, anyway, uh, a right singer says our dog knows way too many phrases now. So my husband and I have resorted to talking like Victorian nobility to get him to do anything. You see where I'm going with this? Not yet. Not okay. yet. Here's a conversation. Have you taken the dog on a brisk adventure recently? <laughs> Would you escort the canine to the backyard forthwith? Has he supped yet? Nice. <laughs> okay. So get around your dog knowing too many words by speaking in uh -huh. King James English. There something. you go. That's not a bad plan. No, it is not. Except the other person might not know what you're saying either. <laughs> so... They will mm -hmm. get you confused, and then you have to spell it out for them, and then the dog still understands. The what dog you're is sitting there leaning his head like, mm, and your wife is going, huh? Same thing. <laughs> All right, this is, this comes from uh, Donna in Smithtown. That sounds like a generic town, isn't it? All the buildings have barcodes on them. It's <laughs> <laughs> Donna from Smithtown, right, Donna? Okay. <laughs> uh, Jews light special candles called. Oh, man. Yarzite? Yarzite? Y-A-H-R-Z-E-I-T. Never heard of this. As memorials for the recently departed. So okay. sort of a little tradition. So when I visited a friend's house and saw he had four Yarzite candles lit, I became, I became concerned. Uh, so Donna said, uh, I'm sorry for your loss. He said, what are you talking about? Pointing to the candles, I asked, do you know what those candles are for? And he says, sure, four for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Got a sale, apparently. Uh, evidently. Not realizing. <laughs> added what their meaning use here. was supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know. They must look different or something. Must be they some must design. Be. If, you can, if you can look at them and know. That yeah. Donna knew anyway. I might have to. No, I have to look it up. Okay, now while you're looking that up, uh, we got a story from Patrick of Springfield, Missouri. Patrick. This is a plan I used to have. Uh, every fall, my brother's neighbor would, uh, so it's not her brother, it's her brother's neighbor. Got to make this clear. Otherwise, people will be calling Patrick's brother saying, what are you doing? Uh, my brother's neighbor would rake up his leaves and pile them in the bed of his pickup truck. Unable to wrap his mind about why a guy would do this, my brother finally asked, why don't you bag your leaves instead? The neighbor said, my way's better. I just drive around town until they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some people are not going to be happy with that. No, but, but you know, what? how do you tell the difference? How do you, how do you know Patrick's neighbor's brother's neighbor's leaves or right. the tree next door? What's the difference? DNA. Oh, you're going to test them? <laughs> yeah. See, I did that. We had a, a joker friend uh, when I was uh, on the air in Fargo and a morning show much like Kwame and Company only didn't have a snazzy name. It was a morning show. And uh, I was talking about doing this because I had an old trailer with a tarp. And sometimes I put leaves in there and just drive around out in the country and let them disappear. And my, my uh, cohort... Peg said, oh, I don't know if you should be. And then she she didn't think of anything of it. And then we got a phone call. Oh. And she goes, uh-oh. And we answer the phone, put them right on the air. And I happened to recognize, I, I or I figured out early on, this is a friend of ours who likes to do voices. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, 
uh, I was listening to your radio station. I'm with the DNR, and I found that uh, you know, and he was listing off all these all these regulations we were in violation of by driving around the leaves and letting them blow out. Right. And I was giving him a hard time. I said, I don't what. I don't care what you say. I'm going to do this. This is what I do. You can find me. Uh, and Peg's going, shh, don't say that. <laughs> You're just making it worse for yourself. He's yeah, going to tack yeah. on more things. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we he revealed himself at all. Oh, it's Vern. Oh, okay. Hi, Vern. <laughs> so you get an extra story there. This is five stories in a joke. Sure. Okay. Uh, Janet Cox from Bruton, Alabama. My mother-in-law's friend was ill, so she went to the doctor. How are you feeling, the doctor asked. Lousy. How about you, she asked. (laughs) I'm feeling good, (laughs) thanks. And she replied, who's your doctor? (laughs) Okay. Nice. Well, all right, kind of get that. It's like when when you're looking for a good barber. Right. You don't look for the guy with the best-looking hair. You ask, you find the guy with the cruddy hair cut and... Well, anyway, so you're looking for the person who gave the barber. I forget how it works. You know where who the I'm barber going goes to? Yeah. You're looking for who the barber goes to because they must be better. Right. They're not cutting their own hair. It's the guy who gave the barber a good haircut. Yeah, because they knew who to go the, to. Right. Yeah. You, so a barber could have a rotten haircut. They'd still be a good barber. Right. Because they cut the other it. guy's hair. Right. And that's kind of how. I, I don't know. I, I I guess I kind of feel about my barber, or like my beautician, the oh. same way. Oh, better not is, say any names here. No, because oh. she often doesn't have time even to get her own hair done or have oh. somebody else do it for her. Okay. So she doesn't always, her hair isn't always pristine. Okay. She thinks anyways. You yeah. know, it's not to her standards maybe or whatever. And I'm thinking, well, it looks better than mine. Mine's been growing out for four months, so yeah. it's it's better than mine. But I would, she's great, so I I don't know. I, What's the deal with COVID and haircuts? Since COVID, mm-hmm. haircuts or beauty salons or whatever you call them now, yeah, never have time for anybody. Or, I mean, <laughs> I I got an app on my phone for my by sure. my, my I was going to say Barbara, but it's really just a franchise app, you know? Yeah. And, oh, maybe I should get a haircut. And I'll check and say, uh, this location is full for the day. Oh. Or or we're not taking any more reservations. Or it's two, a two-hour wait. Or, you know. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. When it says that it's, because I take my son to a place that is a franchise place. Yeah, and yeah. I check him in online. Yeah. When I check him in online, I check him in on my way there, and then I show up. Even if it said 120 minutes, you just I show, show up. up and they move you up further and, on the list. And you check in, and when the other people aren't oh. there, you end up being, you bypass those people because so, they're not in the store. So you're the one causing all the problems here. No. No? But, <laughs> no. You, otherwise, there's a gap, and then they're sitting, wait. Oh. They're not going to sit and wait for the other people that yeah, aren't there to okay. check in. All right. But I think a lot of people check in and then don't show up. And don't show up. Well, that could be, too. Well, I'll have to try that. Or you can be like my son, Ben, and just be like one of the first in line on Saturday mornings for the haircut and waiting outside. I've tried this. Yes. And you're just not early enough to be the first in line. Well, I, I opened up the app at 7 a.m. And there's yeah, already like 48 people online there. Yeah. Like what? I said, show And they up. don't open until 10. Show up. Okay. You just got to show I have, up. I don't know what the names to any of my 
people for, that cut my hair. I was gonna sure. Say, but uh, the one that I call the groomer because because <laughs> she moves your head around. She grabs and- it. It's just exactly like what I've seen at the. Uh, <laughs> The dog. The only difference is I don't have a leash on holding my head up to a pole. (laughs) Other than that. Okay, so I promised four stories on the joke. Here's the joke. Okay. From Little Bird at Raul Villa. (laughs) Nice. Uh, This person says, you can't scare me. You're not my wife starting a conversation by saying, just so you know. That's never going to end well. I know. Just so you know. No, that's a bad one. All right. We're going to get updated on what's going on at Bridges of Hope. This is the Kwame and Company podcast number 28. 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is Kwame and Company, and we have a guest in the studio, Jana Shogren of uh, Executive Director of Bridges of Hope. Jana, thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. I haven't had you for a while. Is it good to get caught up? Yes, it's good to see you. Well, uh, Bridges of Hope, what's your elevator pitch when somebody uh, has no idea what, what Bridges of Hope is all about? Yeah. How do you, I mean, you, you do a lot of things. We but do. I, how do you How do you make it into that one-minute elevator yeah, pitch? Yeah, so we weave it all together by saying we build bridges of support anchored in Christ's love between those in need and those who can help. Okay. So, of course, that's a vast, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of people in need and a lot of varieties of people and what the needs are. And there are a whole lot of agencies out there who can help. But the fact is, it's really overwhelming. It's confusing Um, when you're stressed and you're in the middle of a crisis situation. You just need somebody who can walk alongside you and help you figure out what the plan is. How do I get from this point where life doesn't feel so great to a point where I can thrive and and do better in life? And so we want to come alongside folks and and guide them down that path. That's really a a good chunk of the battle is is figuring out uh, what help is available and co- actually connecting with, with people that need the help. Absolutely. It's overwhelming. You know, yeah. when, like I said, when you're in crisis, you don't know where to start. So right. we can help people figure out where to start and then what the next steps are. Well, Bridges of Hope has been around a while and, and you've established some uh, great connections with the community. If people are just finding out about it for the first time, because I know that that's also the case. It happens. Yeah. Just like Christian radio, you Oh, uh, when did your station start? Uh, well, that was 43 years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, yep, it, yep. Uh, but where do you send people to to find out more about what Bridges does? Yeah, so of course we're internet-based people, right? Yeah, we all right. have a smartphone in our hands, or most yeah. of us do. So I'd yeah. say go to Bridges of Hope MN, as in Minnesota, Bridges of Hope MN.org. And that's a great jumping off point where you can kind of figure out what is this agency? How might they be able to help me? And at the end of the day, sometimes that's even too much for people. I just say, yeah. call us at 825-7682. Tell us what's going on. And we have skilled folks in our office who can help you. Uh, we're we're going to jump into some stuff that's happening on Sunday, October 8th. But uh, you just whenever we talk, the mind starts turning. And, you, you know, it's a snowballing effect when one thing goes wrong in your life so many times. It's, uh, oh, the car doesn't work. Oh, I can't get to work. Oh, now I can't get my job. Oh, now I can't pay the rent. I mean, yes. it just just rolls downhill pretty quickly. You hit the nail right on the head. You know, sometimes people say, well, what do you actually do at Bridges of Hope? Are yeah. you a housing agency? Are yeah. you a food agency? Do you work on electric bills? Yes, we do all of it. And like you said, it's not often one thing. Yeah. It's one thing that snowballs into many things. And so then, and we don't do it alone. We have partners in the community. That's the main thing we do is connect with other partners in the community to say, how can we come together? How can we come alongside this person or this family to help make life better for them? 
Well, we want to come together and support Bridges of Hope on Sunday, October 8th, because you've got multiple things happening at the beautiful Gitchy Zebe Center for the Arts Auditorium in Brainerd on, uh, on the 8th, starting with a neat drama. We do. So we got connected with a group called Zamya Theater Production, and they're a group out of the Twin Cities who've spent the last year workshopping a theater piece that has taken the real stories of people in Minnesota who have been homeless, who have experienced homelessness themselves. So they've taken stories, they've taken poems, they've taken songs, and they've set this all production, kind of set it up as a radio show, kind of modeled after a Prairie Home Companion. So okay. it's called a Prairie Homeless Companion. Uh, I see what they did there. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so the the really um, beautiful thing is it's very pure. It's people who have experienced homelessness. It's their stories, and they are the actors in the performance. Oh, the people really? that you are seeing, you know, like they're hopefully in a better place now in their life, but yeah. they've experienced it. So they know firsthand what it's like. And for those of us who say, well, wait a minute. I don't see a tent city. You know, I don't see anyone living in a cardboard box. We don't have a homelessness problem in central Minnesota. I'm yeah. here to tell you we do. Yeah. And these folks are going to help you understand it better. And then we're going to help you understand what we're doing locally about the issue. Okay. So the first is the drama at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Correct. Yes. Uh, a Prairie Homeless Companion. And then the next step. 515. Yeah. You're going to raise some money for a response to what uh, we are. Yeah. We are. So first step, if you want to come to the performance, we have a sliding fee scale, $0, $10 or a $20 ticket because okay. we want to make this performance accessible to everyone. All right. And if you're someone who says, well, I've got a little bit more than 20 bucks and I want to help <laughs> be a part of the solution. You know, yeah. we have our bridge on seventh overnight shelter. We have the first ever um, homeless overnight shelter in Brainerd. And so we're opening for our third season here, and we need money. We need funds yeah, to keep yeah. the shelter open, plain and simple. So for, for just $55, you know, it's not a super expensive cost. You can see the performance, and you can stick around for hors d'oeuvres and beverages. And to hear firsthand from folks who have utilized the shelter, to hear from the Brainerd PD about how it's really helped their work to have our shelter open, and you can learn, how can I give? How can I volunteer? How can I be a part of making sure nobody has to sleep outside in our area? So that's immediately after the Prairie Homeless Companion. It is. Still in the Gitche ZB Center for the Arts. Right there, yep. All right, at 5.15. Meanwhile. Yes. Not to be outdone <laughs> with just two events. Yes. Another event, the the uh, Compassion in Our Community Youth event, which uh, gets kicked off with pizza at 5. It does. So no. this is a great component. We thought, okay, so we've got something for the adults, right? Yep. But probably the average 12 or 15 or 16-year-old might not want to sit around at a fundraiser that mom and dad are going to. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah, so we thought, <laughs> what can we do for the kids? And so we've got some amazing pastors and youth pastors engaged with our group. And they have created this awesome experience that youth groups can sign up for called What It's Like Walk. Okay. The What It's Like Walk. Imagine in parentheses. And so they've actually crafted this experience where the youth will sit down, have some pizza, have an adult chaperone with them, get some instructions, and they're going to set out about downtown Brainerd, and they're going to do a walkabout, and they're going to figure out what it would be like to have to figure out if I need to go to county social services for help, but I also need to make it to the Salvation Army to get some food. Yeah. And I might want to catch a, a shower at the YMCA before I head to the shelter for the night. Um, you know, So I've done my job searching. I've tried getting help looking for a home, but now I need to get a shower and go to the shelter for the night. How do I work that all in? What is it yeah. physically like for somebody to have to carry their things with them and navigate our downtown area? And and they will see what it's like to, to a little bit of what it's like to be homeless in our area. And, and this, it sounds like this is a real life situation, that yeah. there are people that live this. There are people that live this in our community every day. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. I think that, you know, the best learning experience use as many senses as possible. Yes. So you're actually, you're talking about it. You've got the play, you've got yep. the artistic, you've got emotions involved, and then you're going to you use your feet and walk out and see what the situation's like. You got it. Exactly wow. right. Yep. Well, way to go. So this is Sunday, October 8th. It's all on the website, right? Yep. Bridgesofhopemn.org to get your tickets and learn more. Whether it's by intercom or rattling the wall, we'll get Amy's attention for Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. This is podcast number 28 from Kwame and Company. Thank you for uh, for uh, downloading or whatever we say. <laughs> is that what we say? Thank you for using the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> using. Turning it on. I don't know. Grabbing it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, that's good. Just as the same as radio. Yeah. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you look at the thing here. You got this chart that now this is from a while back of uh, downloads per podcast, and it's going up. Mm -hmm. Boy, we'll have to look at that again. Check what the final numbers were for September. September. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm on pins and needles for that. (laughs) <laughs> so sure. my friend Jerry, you know Jerry. I know him. He's yeah. a he's a, a teacher, college teacher. I get an email from him every whatever he You puts get it the up. Jerry email? I do. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't always read it. Well yeah. Well because you usually share it with me, so then I don't have I to print them all. That's because <laughs> I print the internet. You wonder why the reams of paper have been going up? Mm, it's my project everything. to print the internet. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next portion of this project is to bind it all. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. no. Giant no. binders. I'm just kidding. But I did print this. Yeah, Jerry's got a column about being better understood, okay? Okay. Being better understood. Try to understand others before you expect them to understand you. That's a good word of advice, just mm-hmm. that line. Try to understand others before you expect them to understand you. Um, they probably don't get you because you don't get them. Hmm. Think about our their limitations and their fears. Look at it like this. They're attempting to defend themselves more than hurt you. Some common ground can get reached and you don't have to agree. Uh, Tell me what you're thinking is a disarming way to gain insight into others and often leads to better understanding of what you feel. We know what doesn't work. Arguments, fights, insults, hurt, talking past each other. None of that works. Being better understood starts with making sure the word you is among the first words that you say. Hmm. I think he's gotten some understanding of how to get in. Uh, you know, yeah, building we, communication. We all know that arguing and yelling don't make somebody change their mind. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, usually not a good plan. No. All right, Jerry, thank you. Uh, being better understood. All right, this is Kwame and Company on the Word. Uh, Gospel for Asia. We've been featuring uh, uh, information about why a missions organization like Gospel for Asia uh, would be interested in literacy. and 102.7 The Word. This is Kwame and Company, and it's our privilege to have Bishop Danny Yohannan of GFA World with us, the the Vice President of GFA World, and we've been talking about literacy. September, uh, the National uh, 
uh, or World, I guess it is, World Literacy Day is, is within the month of September, and that's how we got started talking about this. Uh, Bishop Danny, thank you for joining us here in Minnesota. It's my privilege. Thank you for having me. Now, you guys, in a typical year, you've got thousands of community development projects going on and uh, medical camps and clean water drills, uh, wells drilled and water filters put out there, uh, Christmas gifts for, for needy families. Uh, how did you come to the realization that literacy should be a major outreach for GFA World? You know, a lot of things are are connected. Mm-hmm. So you have, for example, disease that's connected to uh, the water sources that are nearby, the ponds that are contaminated because people are washing their dishes and they're taking baths in it and their animals are being cleaned in it. And it's not that these people are dumb. It's just the lack of education. They just don't know. And so when we begin to teach classes on hygiene and sanitation, you know, have have the, the bathrooms far away from the water sources and don't contaminate the water. Um, it keeps your kids healthy. It, it's simply a lack of, of education. Then you know, we have you know thousands and thousands of women teams that actually go to many of these very remote places to teach preventive, preventative uh, medical information, you know, um, how to wash your hands, how to wash your dishes. Again, these people are not dumb. They just they just didn't have the privilege to hear some of the same basic information that we get to teach our kids. And so along with that, seeing that so many people um, are not able to read and write, whether it's the newspaper or uh, the Bible or uh, a street sign, um, prevents them from rising above their own situation. And these are very intelligent, hardworking people. They just never had the privilege of having someone to teach them to read and write. And so we always look for what are the needs, what are the opportunities to serve? And this is seems to be one of the biggest ones is yeah. just the lack of having the chance. And it does change people's lives, but again, it opens the door for us to be able to share about the love of Christ when we meet that need. That pretty much wraps up. I was going to say, does that mean we're done? Yeah, it is. That, that theme music. Oh, okay. It's like when uh, when I have uh, Lucy here on the weekends, mm-hmm. on Kwame & Company weekend, she hears the theme music for SRN News. Bum, 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 and she thinks, oh, we're going outside. <laughs> That's <laughs> Runs the to the door. <laughs> right. Yeah. I said, oh, I have to do this every time kinda the like, news is on? Kind of like the closing of the Carol Burnett show. Like when the hook comes out and yeah. whatever song that was, you just yeah. you associate it with the end of something. Right. Okay. So yeah, well, I get yep. that. That's what this music. That's is doing what this here. music does. Now, next time, podcast number twenty-nine. Three military stories, some bottom of the column news, and uh, oh, we did that this time. Five secrets to happy marriage. No, we didn't do that. No, yet. no, we didn't. We didn't. Do that no, on the podcast. Okay. All right, that's coming no. up on the podcast. So. Uh, see you then. All right.